The Smash Daily Podcast, weekdays on 1071 The Big Z, radio for the River Bend. happen to be alive at this particular point in time. Big shout out to those listening in the spirit world. I love you all and I miss you all. I do. And of course, I uh, must say a huge howdy to the high holy three. And Lady Chop Chop, I love you. What a beautiful day. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful day. See, anytime it's above 70 degrees, it's a beautiful day to me. I'm one of these guys I love to sweat. When the weather's got me sweating, I'm feeling good. I feel like, you know, I don't even have to do any exercises because I'm sweating. I'm sweating it off. You get into these uh, cold weather climates and everything like out in Denver. Somebody wanted me to take a job and move to Denver a few years back. I said, you know, really? No. I couldn't even believe I turned down a gig, you know. But uh, I said, no. <laughs> Ask me how come. I said, it's too cold. And then uh, I'd say a few years after that, they uh, I, I had a gig in Denver and uh, got into the Denver airport. It's beautiful. And then I got to Denver downtown. It's beautiful. And mountains around it and everything. Just beautiful. It's still too cold, but just beautiful. And I also got offered a, a job in um, Canada. Chub Radio or something like that. Anyway, Uh it was uh, kind of like uh, across the river from Detroit. And so I got offered a job on uh, this radio station in Canada. And the same thing, I, I told them it's too cold up there for me. I don't, I don't want to work on a constant freeze, you know. So we got just enough cold here in St. Louis and just enough uh, nice weather and then just enough sweat weather to keep me happy-go-lucky. I tell you what, man, the world is a happy-go-lucky type of thing. I'm going to play a little uh, something, something, somethings for you here. And this is a nutty situation because here's what it is. This, um, these two guys went to the prom together. All right, it's prom season. And two guys went to the prom together. Now, my, at my prom, and I was, I was the president of the class. And so I went with... I thought it would be a nice gesture for me to go with the vice president of the class. And in so doing, uh, it's, you know, a show of unity and we got a great class. Aren't we wonderful people? And we got a bright future ahead of us. And, but see, back then, proms were different. Proms had themes and everything. For example, this is one of the biggest prom themes in the history of prom themes. Color My World. 
because now we're getting ready to color our world with graduation coming up after that. It's going to be a magnificent thing as far as our future is concerned. But first, we're going to prom it out. And then after the primary, everybody went to the quarries and, well, we got quarrified, so let's put it that way. And uh, they don't make songs like this for the prom no more. This is Chicago, as you know. Terry Caff is the guy singing it. Fantastic song. We'll give you a little piece of it right now, and I'm going to tell you this prom story of the modern day. Here we go. Just a beautiful song. See, all the bands learned this song back in the way back when. Because it's a song that you play at weddings, at proms, and all that kind of stuff. This was like the prom thing. Color my world. Color my world with the fact that, you know, you're going out with uh, somebody that uh, you can really, you know, come to base a future with. And they were your high school classmate or you brought in somebody from another school, you know. The girls at your school, though, they hated it when you brought in somebody from another another school, you know. Like if you brought in one of the girls from North Central High School. I'm talking about Indianapolis right now because that's where I grew up. As opposed to Short Ridge where I went and I was the class president over there. And um, all the girls get mad if you bring in somebody from, you know, around the corner. Say, hey. It's my girl. We go to the prom. Anyway, I took the uh, vice president of the class. She's a nice girl. She didn't like me at all. I mean, I was kind of like Trump in those days, all right? Trying to do good, but nobody would let me. And um, anyway, I thought, you know, nobody asked her to the prom. I thought, well, okay, I'm a, I'll invite her. I'm not going to invite my girl from North Central High School. Instead, I'm going to invite vice president of the class, so she can at least come to the prom because she got a date. Now, she didn't like me, okay? And my mom and dad, they were chaperones, all right? So my mom and dad were at the prom because I'm the class president and they're the chaperones. And the girl who I was going with at the time, this is my early days of understanding women. She got mad because I took the class vice president i thought she would understand because it's like president is taking the president vice president you know but anyway she left me (laughs) and here's the craziest part the girl vice president of the class who didn't like me but i was nice enough to invite her so that she would not be staying at home on the night of our prom nobody invited the vice president i invited her and as soon as we got there, she left me. So I'm stuck at the prom with my mom and dad like some goofball jamoke. And everyone kind of like ruined my prom. But, you know, at the same time, I'm looking at these youngsters nowadays. They got a whole different kind of thing that goes with their proms. This deal here is two guys went to the prom together. One guy was, well, their boyfriend and boyfriend. Here's the here's here's the way that story. 
play. I call it the prom dress mess. This is a long story. Probably going to have to make multiple parts, but I'm in college. My boyfriend's a senior in high school, and he decided that he wanted to wear a dress for his senior prom to kind of break the stigma around men wearing dresses. He looked gorgeous. Everybody loved it. Nobody had a problem with it, right? We went to this hotel close to where we lived, and we got a lot of good photos. We were there for about an hour, and right as we were about to leave, we were standing outside in this little middle area with a bunch of buildings surrounding us. This man comes up, stands about an inch behind my boyfriend, and he's like, what are you wearing? And he's like, a dress? Why? And he's like, well, why are you wearing that? You shouldn't be wearing that. He's like, uh, because I can and I want to. So this man starts going on and on, throwing insults at him. You look disgusting. You look ridiculous. You look like an idiot. Men shouldn't be wearing this. All of this homophobic banter. You look like... I look like what? What is... What is... You look like an idiot. Get the away from me. What does he look like? Please stop. Oh. Do not... No, sir. No, sir. I can record you all I want. Away. Keep talking. Say Look like a moron. Get away. So I grab my phone to start to record because I knew I wanted to record this from the get-go. So I grab my phone, start to record. He slaps my phone out of my hand. It goes flying over on the concrete. I go to grab it to start recording him again. And he tries to swing at me again, which you can see in the original video when the camera goes out for a second. You can see him swinging. He tries to hit my phone out of my hand again, but he misses and he hits my boyfriend in the back. So that's when all of the moms that were there, they're getting really involved out. They're like, you need to calm down. Like, this is absolutely ridiculous. You were out of your mind. And at this point, the hotel staff had gotten word from inside about what was going on. So two other ladies come out and they're like, okay, guys, what's going on out here? He pretends like he has absolutely no clue what's going on. He's standing there. He's like, I've just been standing here the whole time. I don't know what's going on. I didn't try to talk to them. I didn't hit him. I didn't try to smack his phone out of his hand. I'm like, dude, I, I have a minute long video of you harassing us. You can't just blatantly deny it like that. The staff was really great about everything. They sent him back to the bar because he was pretty obviously drunk just because they were calling the police and they didn't want him to freak out any more than he already was. And as we were leaving, they told us that they were kicking him out and calling the police. So I'll tell you what else they did. They got a horde of people to sign a petition saying that they don't want this guy in his role as CEO of some big tech company out there in Nashville. <laughs> you believe a dumbass like that in the first place would be like picking on a couple of guys who want to go to the prom together? What's a big deal? But I tell you, there might have been the fact that, you know, red draws people. Like people people say, don't don't buy a red car because the cops are looking for you in a red car. They'll give you a ticket just because you're driving a red car. Well, the same with a red dress. You know, a woman in a red dress is usually like really pretty sharp. And... A guy in a red dress is <laughs> he's flamboyant. Uh, he, he's flamboyant. Can I hear a little commotion for the dress? Hmm? A bit. <laughs> now let's hear it for the back of the dress. <laughs> <laughs> so these guys are having fun over there. Dag on to let the people have some fun. I don't mind if you you having fun. Just don't point that thing at me, you know. That's what I'm talking about. But that to be picked on by some drunk hillbilly is what this guy was, and he's the CEO of a tech company. <laughs> just wrong, just wrong. And the crazy part about it is, is that you know I'm I'm thinking and I'm thinking what can I play. As far as, because you know, I like to start off the show with some good music. What can I play as far as a good song for these two guys? One of them dressed in, in women's clothing. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm too sexy for my love. Too sexy for my love. Love's going to leave. Me. 
Can I hear a little commotion for the dress? Hmm? Now let's hear it for the back of the dress. Smash, come on, man. That's uh, you know an appropriate song, but there's one that I would think would be a little more appropriate for this particular man in a prom dress situation. But of course, what was I thinking about? thinking about you know prom night man sometimes you youngsters out there listen to me it's cool papa smash what better place to take your prom date man woman or beast what better place than golf shorts i mean the food of new orleans that good food that tasty food that, that food that just you know puts a zing in you all right the big easy the Creole cooking, the Cajun cooking, the food of the of the Gulf Shores, Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill dot com over there in Creepcore and of course over here in Etwoodsville. Now, prom night, you're thinking about where can I take my date? Take him, her or it there. You will love Gulf Shores is, is a, a dining spot. Because it's a casual atmosphere, and yet at the same time, there is the formality of getting really good food to you. And I tell you this, 
if you, or, you know, if you, a lot of girls, you know, because they got to wear them formal type of things, you know, they, they sometimes won't eat as much. They'll be petite and everything. But you don't have to be petite on prom night because you already got to that weight point that you want to get to, that waist point as far as the size of your waist is concerned. So eat up. And the beauty of it is, man, you're eating all that lobster, eating all that crawfish. And the only thing really that might endanger you, because that's all protein, that ain't going to do nothing but get you dancing and partying all night. Just don't go as heavy on the butter this time, all right? Because the butter will, will languish you down a little bit. That's comfort food, baby. I love that stuff. But, boy, prom-thinking people, moms and dads who are looking for a place to take all your youngsters in that big limo that dad's going to be driving because he don't trust. I'm telling you what, Gulf Shores, like I said, out there in Creepcore and Edwardsville, all right? Gulf Shores Restaurant and Grill. Com. We go wherever you go. Because I am at where you is. The, the Smash, Smash Daily, Daily Podcast, Podcast at SmashDaily.com. I tell you what, if anybody knows his stuff, it's Mr. Claywell. I remember when I first came to the River Bend, just a little over a year ago now, he came in a couple, two, three times based on a charity that uh, we were doing. But man, when this guy started talking finances and all that, mm-hmm. So, Mr. Claywell, bravissimo. Good luck to you in the new digs. Well, this was a big football weekend. That's all I got to say. Just a big, fantastic football weekend, all kinds of football news. And when we think football news in this happy-go-lucky space called WBGZ 107.1 FM, the Big Z, we think the sides line with Carl Sides. You got to be go there you go now we bring on carl sides he couldn't be with us last week because uh he was uh, in with the doctors experiencing cesarean section on himself because he wanted to know what women went through and i i applaud you for that sir i had to get my preseason physical taken care of oh, so i was ready for the nfl season <laughs> i wasn't sure but i knew it was something medical okay. <laughs> <laughs> so let me start with Aaron Rodgers. What is going on with Aaron Rodgers? I thought that maybe by now he would have been a member of the Denver Broncos. What's going on? Where are we with Aaron Rodgers? Um, it's basically the front office of the Packers are dragging their feet because uh-huh. they've got an offer from Denver. They haven't signed off on it or agreed to it. And now the Las Vegas Raiders are trying to get into the mix. Mm. Um, they will not trade him to anybody in the NFC. Mm, really? So he will not stay yeah. in the conference. So it's going to be some in the AFC. So it's either going to be Las Vegas or Denver. Uh-huh. Now I had thought, I had heard, there's a strong possibility that Russell Wilson was going to go to the Raiders. That I haven't heard yet because Seattle's still saying that He's their quarterback. Yeah. Now, this might be something they do next year before the draft mm-hmm. um, and phase out Derek Carr, you know, make him a lame duck quarterback this yeah. year, and then bring in Russell Wilson to 
you know, basically be the savior next season and uh, from then that point on. Mm-hmm. Let me go to the draft as we know it. Who wound up being the last guy picked? Do you even know? Do you, do you stick with the draft long enough? Because I couldn't handle it long enough. I, no, Mr. Irrelevant, no, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I, I mean, personally, I think Mr. Irrelevant starts in uh, round six. <laughs> right, exactly. And, right. You know, to stay, if you if you have the cojones to stay around until the end of the seventh round, yeah, more power to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because I mean, it's lame pretty much after after six there. All right, so what's going on with um, Antonio Brown? Has he resigned with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, or is he playing? A guy like that should not be playing hard to get with anybody. Oh, he's not. He signed a one-year deal to stay with the team. Oh, he did? Good. They have, they have officially re-signed everybody from the Super Bowl roster. Oh, wow. That should be something to watch. And then, as far as uh, their draft picks are concerned, what kind of strength did they add at what positions as far as the draft is concerned because you already got the Super Bowl championship team there? Well, Tampa, I, mean, I think they what they did, and this is a smart move by Arians, they got depth. You know, their yeah. first pick was Joe Tyron, an edge rusher from Washington that they right. can put up. It's like, uh, you know, somebody they can put right next to Indomitian Sioux. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the, the heir apparent from the local kid, Kyle Trask, quarterback out of Florida, yeah. to learn under Brady for the next two years. Yeah, right. And, you know, basically, you know, step in once he is finally done and retire. And then, you know, they, they basically – Filled their needs. They got a they mm-hmm. got a lineman, offensive tackle. They got a wide receiver, a linebacker, cornerback, mm-hmm. an outside linebacker. Right. So I mean, it was a good draft. How about uh, wasn't Blaine Gabbert the guy behind Brady, and wasn't he the guy that they were going to groom to be the next Brady? No, everybody says that, but Blaine, Blaine Gabbert's played on like eight different teams, yeah. and can't can't break the surface to right. be the starter. Right, right. You know, he's a potential backup. Mm-hmm. So, talking about Brady, this guy Mac Jones is going to, and I love the guy. He's a, the quarterback from Alabama. He should have been picked higher, but he got picked right. That was the right team for him to be on because you know they're going to get rid of Cam Newton after the season unless some quirk of fate happens that is going to be a spectacular season based on Cam Newton. Then, Mac Jones can go ahead and more or less sit it out, learn from Cam Newton, and at the same time not hurt himself early on in his career because he can pick it back up after Cam Newton does leave. So how does that play to you, and, and how do you see that quarterback in the Belichick system? Yeah, I was amazed that he he fell to the, the Patriots without having yeah. to have them move up. Yeah. Um, that shocked me. But it's Belichick, so I'm sure he had his spies in every sure. every uh, draft room yeah. knowing that they weren't going to take him and he was going to fall down to him. Yeah. Um, but I have I don't see Cam Newton making it past the bye week. Oh, really? Um, okay. Yeah, he'll play until the bye week. Yeah. And it's going to be similar to what we saw in San Diego with uh, Bear. He's going to come in. You know, basically week six, week seven, and take it over, and you know, basically learn under fire. And I have a feeling you're going to see a we're going to see better quarterback play for Mac Jones than we will from uh, uh, Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think part of uh, Cam Newton's problem is his attitude. His attitude stems from the uh, North Carolina team not really giving him an opportunity to excel as he knows he can't excel because they didn't have the people around him. So that it could excel, maybe he will have that in in New England, Cam Newton. But he didn't have it last year either. So 
I wouldn't see a long future for him in, in at least that uh, quarterback capacity, maybe as a coach. Or these guys make so many millions of dollars, I don't know why they want to get back into business. You can just relax off the millions, you know? Well, you've got – I mean, he doesn't. he's running again. He's not sitting in the pocket passing. Yeah, right. And you're going to have this kid, Mac Jones, who's a pocket passer. Mm-hmm. And he's got a strong arm, and he's just going to – it's going to defy – the crowds are going to be calling for his name – after week four, because sure. they they know what they've got in this kid from watching him in Alabama, and it's and I guarantee Saban just you know gave Belichick the red carpet on this kid, and mm-hmm. he's ready to he's ready to go. He's played mm-hmm. in a pro style offense his entire you know time in college, so yeah. he's ready to go. Yeah. All right. So now I, I want to get back to Aaron Rodgers just real 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 quick, and do you think Aaron Rodgers is being kind of like an ass? Because he's a crybaby in this particular situation. Why? Because they, management at the Green Bay Packers, decided to uh, draft a quarterback last year without telling slash asking him. Are they supposed to tell or, or ask him? Or, hey, take your $32 million a year and play quarterback. This guy is going to take over when either you are incapable of of bringing a success or until you wind up retiring because of success. Well, we don't know what was said behind closed doors. If he well, guaranteed make up something, that he Carl. Was play for four more years oh, yeah, and then yeah, they oh, still yeah. took a quarterback anyway. Yeah, yeah. We don't know. But yeah, I agree with you that he, it, there's, there's fault on both sides. Of it. Yeah. Um, I guarantee you this has been building with Aaron Rodgers over the years and he's not angry with the coach. It's the front office and the, and the president of the team it's it's the drafting it's the way they handle personnel they don't give him any weapons you know he throws out there that you know we've only won one super bowl since i've been quarterback Mm -hmm. and that i go that's that's a 50 50 split there Mm -hmm, that's half their fault for not bringing in weapons for you but it's also half your fault for making stupid mistakes at quarterback (laughs) right oh let's go to deshaun watson here now who did the Texans draft as far as a quarterback is concerned? Because somebody's going to have to take his place if uh, they can't pull off the roster, they lose some trade, or whatever they do. They draft anybody a quarterback? They did. Um, and I, I think you'd have to put an APB out to mm-hmm. find out who it is. <laughs> um, they are they are literally a dumpster fire. Yeah. Um, they've got, I think they had f- four picks in the draft. Their first one was in the second round, and they picked Stanford quarterback Davis Mills. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many I, – I, you know, Stanford, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't I, – I, I, the kid's probably smart, but I yeah. don't think he's much of a quarterback. Right. Oh, so and they did pick a, a quarterback. Michigan wide receiver in Nico Collins, okay. and, you know, they got a couple weapons. But, honestly, their, their draft grade's an F. Mm-hmm. This, Houston is a dumpster fire. Mm-hmm. And, if, I, I mean – Deshaun Watson might be actually be happy he's in you know in trouble and maybe maybe the uh, Goodell tells him to sit out a year yeah maybe he, that will almost make his day <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm still convinced in my conspiracy theorist mind that the Texans did this to him uh, because he did that to them that being just malign the team badmouth the coaches and told people that the team sucked. Now he's talking to these, all these athletes around him saying that they suck and he wants to leave because they suck, which means I'm better than you. I don't need to be here anymore because you guys suck. And it's kind of like way in the back. 
in the dark underbelly of it all. Somebody said, well, let's go ahead. We can't go with him verbally like that, but we sure can F him up by doing this and doing this and doing this. And all of a sudden, all these masseuses come out. Now, I was telling a friend yesterday, back when I was doing powerlifting, believe it or not, I used to do that stuff. You go on a four-day split. Monday and Tuesday, you're lifting. Uh, Thursday and Friday. But on Wednesday, you got a massage because that way your muscles don't get bound, don't get muscle-bound like that, you know? And I, at that time, had one, maybe two masseuse women. All right? This guy has 22 of them coming out over here. It's like, holy mackerel, pal. I wish I had the money to hire 22 of them like that. So the whole thing just seems so made up in its stupidity and all, you know. And in the end, don't nobody win because if this guy would have said, okay, let's start anew. I'm making $42 million this year. I'm going to start with whoever they give me. And if they didn't talk to me last year, maybe they'll include me this year. Let's see what happens instead of me just being out in public, bad-mouthing the rest of my teammates who are supposed to be there as an asset to my play and vice versa. Yeah, I guarantee you. I agree with you. There's there's trouble in Denmark. Yeah. I mean, it's. It, I guarantee it. I agree with you that if he would have done the Aaron Rodgers way and just said, I really don't want to come back, guys. Yeah. You know, it, it just this way, we wouldn't have heard all this stuff. Yeah, right I'm on. wondering if this massage joint is called the Playboy Mansion with 22 masseuses. Um, and they just call him Hugh when he walks in. Yeah. But uh, it, it seems to be that kind of quantity. But honestly, it's going to, 22 is going to start unraveling to yes. two or three. And we're going to find out maybe that they had uh, some financial backing in this thing to, to shoot their mouth off. Yeah, right. Uh, right. Um, anything else I'm missing? Only that uh, week from Wednesday, we find out exactly what's going to happen next season because we get the, the schedule, schedule release. Day party from the NFL and we're going to find out who's playing who what week and what the big games of the season are going to be and what they're going to where they're going to be at and mm-hmm. what kind of holidays on Turkey Day that what kind of games we're going to get to watch. Yeah, you know, I love the fact that they're making a big uh show out of <laughs> the schedules of the teams, man. It's very very smart get the all the all the sponsors and everything together for that and then of course everybody will watch cuz they want to know where the teams our plan. But I appreciate it as is always when it comes to knowing football. It's this man right here. He's in the Canton NFL Hall of Fame on the fans division side. His name is Carl Sides. This is the Sides line here at Smash Daily on WBGZ. I'll catch you next time, partner. All right, brother. Love you. You gotta be a Smash Daily is everywhere. Because I is where you's at. Smashdaily.com. You know how many people are selling their homes in this particular epoch in time? Everybody. Why? Because the mortgage rates are so low. You can buy a house you never thought you could buy. Because the mortgage rates are so low. Like 1.34 or something like that. Are you kidding me? I remember when they were way in the upper double digits, way in the way back when. Sheesh.
Now 1.34. So you can sell your house because people will be wanting to jump into a house like yours because they want to move on up. And maybe you want to move on up. That could be moving on up by getting a bigger house because your family's increasing. Maybe your family went away, talking about the kids who went to college, now they're moving back in with you. Could be moving on up because you're downsizing. That's a way to move on up, too. All the houses that are available to you are right there at Landmark Realty. They got all of them at GodfreeLandmark.com. That's a website. And I tell you what, if anybody knows real estate in this area, it's those folks over there at Landmark Realty, Matt Horn and his crew. And one of the things I love about them, what I always uh, like to tell you about, is, yeah, if you're selling a house, you got a list with a leader. That's Landmark Realty. Yeah, if you're buying a house, you want to have opportunity to get to that house that you might dig as fast as you can. So you go to GodfreeLandmark.com, look at all the houses they got there, give them a call, and then, you know, make the appointment, get on over to the house. See if you like it, you like it, good. If you don't, on to the next house. They also have an opportunity for you. As soon as a house comes up for sale, it gets in your inbox and you get notified and you look at the house right there in the middle of the day, in the middle of the night, whenever it is, you look at it. And yeah, I'd like to go see that house. So you call Matt. Somebody comes out and meets you. You go look at the house. It works, works. It don't, don't. But the beauty is you can even start because all the pictures that they do. And I love the fact that they do these drone shots because you can see what the roof looks like. And sometimes, you know, it's got all that black uh, fungus gook on it. It's kind of like, well, I don't know. But if it's a good-looking house, that's just part of the negotiation. Get the roof redone and all that. They take care of all that stuff. They take care of all the paperwork. You don't have to deal with the paperwork. Don't even worry about it. Right there in Godfrey. Godfreylandmark.com for Landmark Realty. Because I am where you's at. On 1071 The Big Z. Radio for the Riverbend. This is a great community. I love this last weekend I was here, you know, just just hanging. And you're looking at all the uh, motorcycles going up and down the river road, the convertibles. Fantastic. So the people out enjoying life the way it's supposed to be enjoyed in America. So thank you for that weather. Thank you for this weather, Lord. Appreciate it very, very, very much. Smash with you right here. It is WBGZ 107.1 FM, the big Z. And, and we got a new baseball team coming to the River Bend, the Alton River Dragons. And their first home game, I was, what is that, like the 27th of May, something like that. Yeah. And I'm going to introduce you to the new general manager come Wednesday. And I tell you what, I'm excited about this because this is, he told me this is a a league of college baseball stars who are on the cusp of stepping on into the big leagues. And we get to see them right over here with the Alton River Dragons. I think it has a cool name too. Dragon with his big old head comes, you know, coming out of water and snorting fire out of its nostrils and everything. This ain't the Loch Ness Monster, baby. It's the River Dragons.
Can you dig it? Yes, I can. Hey, this guy Elon Musk, you remember him? Guy who gave us uh, the Tesla automobile, SpaceX. SpaceX just came down to, to Earth, splashed in the middle of the night, like 2 a.m., uh, into the ocean. And everybody was cool. They're up there for six months. And this dude has put together a space program <laughs> that's a challenge to the U.S. space program. Unbelievable. But uh, he has a gig this coming weekend hosting Saturday Night Live. This guy, Elon Musk, and it's, it's going to be cool. And yet at the same time, it's causing some controversy. Saving the world is not not. I mean, but you're trying to do good things, and you're a billionaire. I mean, yeah, that seems a little bit like either superhero or supervillain. You have to choose one. Elon Musk, the billionaire behind Tesla and SpaceX, is set to host Saturday Night Live on May 8th. The show arrives on the coattails of SpaceX's Crew Dragon capsule's safe return to Earth, carrying inside it four astronauts who spent six months aboard the International Space Station. The show and its creator, Lorne Michaels, have received backlash from the decision. He's got a head as big as his car going on Saturday Night Live. Even from some cast members. Bowen Yang, the show's first openly gay cast member, took to his Instagram stories to comment on the show's choice, while A.D. Bryant went a more subtle route by sharing a quote from Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders about wealth in America. Why is Musk controversial? In recent times, he underestimated the coronavirus pandemic and called quarantine measures fascist. Yeah, somebody should be, if somebody wants to stay in their house, that's, that's great. They should be allowed to stay in their house and they should not be compelled to leave. But to say that they cannot leave their house um, and they will be arrested if they do, this is, this is, a, this is, a, this is fascist. He also cast doubt on the safety of the coronavirus vaccine but did later clarify that he supports it. In talking about his endeavors to Mars, Musk admitted to a morbid fact. Honestly, a bunch of people probably will die in the beginning. It's, yeah. it's tough sledding over there. Some have also questioned his comedic delivery. What are you doing here? I'm washing dishes. <laughs> well, I was on the turkey line, but I got demoted for being too generous with the gravy. Musk isn't the first host to cause a stir. In 1990, comedian Andrew Dice Clay held the host mic. Clay became known for his sexist jokes. Then cast member Nora Dunn refused to appear in his episode. Some past controversial hosts have helped the show with ratings, like then-presidential candidate Donald Trump, who drew in more than 9 million viewers when he hosted in 2015. People think I'm controversial, but the truth is I'm a nice guy. Miley Cyrus will appear as the musical guest on Musk's May 8th episode. Cyrus, who has been both a host and a musical performer on the show, has addressed her own controversies on the SNL stage. There's a photo of me being kissed by a dude And Annie Leibovitz tried to get me nude For those of you who think that's very crude I'm sorry that I'm not perfect Boy, that's a long, long way she's come, if you want to call that. She... It's gone anywhere, but uh, hey, that's Miley Cyrus. What are you going to do? I tell you what, if I was that guy, Leon Musk or Elon Musk, whatever his name is, and I, I, I'm the multi-billionaire that, that he is, and it's nice to see what he's doing with uh, SpaceX, 
going into space for the betterment of man someday, maybe to put a colony on Mars, he said. I'd take all those billions of dollars if that was me, and I would change up this whole country and tear down some of these raggedy-ass neighborhoods that they got out there where people are getting jacked around and crime's going on crazy. And, well, you know, well, they're going to keep on doing crime. Well, I tell you what, I would clean up America before I go to try to clean up the moon, before I try to cl- go to clean up Mars. But these uh, Republican, Democrat dumbasses, you know, they got to fight over it. There ain't no question about it. Clean up America. Give people work building new highways as we need them. Forget about fixing pot- potholes. Fix the streets. But no, you know, they're going to Mars. You know, it's nice to have a, a rover on Mars. It could be they got somebody up there filming anyhow, and it's not Mars. It's a Hollywood set. But, hey, who am I to say? But uh, the thoughts expressed right now are not necessarily that of any other humanoid existing on the planet at this particular point in time, but they might be.